Hi, and welcome to the Authentic Audience Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Ritma. This is a marketing podcast like you haven't heard before. It's about real connections and honest conversations. Why am I here? To remind you that you can fly. If you're brave enough to listen to that calling inside you, I'm here to serve you and show you that marketing can and should be honest, that the truth sells and authenticity wins. So how can businesses and brands build a real and authentic audience? The Authentic Audience Podcast gives you insight into growing your business and marketing strategies to gain real followers and loyal customers. Each week, I create a space of radical honesty for thought leaders and entrepreneurs who have built successful businesses to share their insights on business, marketing, relationships, life, and spirituality. Each episode is sure to remind you the power of storytelling and truth selling. Get ready to get real, get raw, get honest, and keep growing. Emily Sauce is a writer, group facilitator, sound practitioner, and vocal artist born of Danish, Puerto Rican, and Irish descent raised in the Bay Area of California. Inspired by the pressing need to apply ancient wisdom to our modern times, Sauce views the personal practices as a micro-modality for a macro-shift, encouraging every individual to hold themselves accountable for the vibration they emanate in the world. On a mission toward global harmonization, Sauce is currently working with institutions, groups, and individuals to design content and facilitate experiences that invite us into harmonic resonance and group coherence. Her current work includes meditative soundscape design, facilitation of vocal toning, and sound meditation sessions, customized contemplative content, as well as vocal invocations, song carrying, and spatial locational cleansing using sound and voice. Emily Sauce also happens to be my oldest and dearest friend <laughs> on the planet, on this realm and many realms. Welcome. Thank you, Krista. Hi, everyone in the future. Hi. Hi. Thank Hi, you my for sister. Having me, Krista. Yeah, I was just meditating and reflecting today just about you and the role you've played in my life. And I think you've always been such a big catalyst for me. And I'm just so excited to talk today because I have no idea what you're up to. I have no idea about what we're going to go or what's going to happen, but I promise you listening, you're in for such a treat and we're going to go on a ride. But Emily and I go back to high school and what has come through for me today. And I was sharing with you a little bit before we started recording was this like idea of rebels without a cause. And when I was in high school, the popular group who, by the way, intimidated the shit out of me and are still all friends and they still intimidate the shit out of me. So like female, the female friendship wound is such a vibe, but Emily healed that for me. And something really interesting because the popular group didn't like Emily sauce. Emily was like very cool. She was kind of a tomboy, really gorgeous. And just had this like charismatic energy that of course the girls in my grade were going to be really threatened by. And of course it made me even more intrigued, um, to get to know her. And I quickly realized that she was my sister, Gemini sister. And we spent like the next, like, two years of junior, my junior and senior year, like just living in a way that now that I look back at two 16 year old girls living, it makes so much sense that we are the way we are now. And 
I'm just so grateful for that because I've always gone against the grain. I've always gone what feels right versus like what I'm being told to do. And to this day, you're the only person I still connect with and feel at home with from that time in my life. And I'm just so grateful that you are who you are. And I thought it would be fun to like, just start by reflecting on that time as like 16 year olds blasting music, like smoking cigarettes, getting our coffees, just thinking we were so cool, you know, and we were, and like, we were, we are, (laughs) and we like created our own world. You taught me how to knit and like, created, like helped me like tap into my artist and all of these things that like later, you know, I'm lying on the acupuncture table being like, it's so much began at that time in our lives. Yeah. That's such a beautiful reflection. I, yeah, I honor the 16 year olds in us. I honor the rebels in us. I honor the, the aspects of us that like still hold those codes and still hold that you know, kind of disposition to like, not follow the, the, the crowd, not be another sheep, like just really, like, I think that so much of what I reflect on in our friendship has just been like, yeah, we just had such freedom to be like goofy and weird and like silly and like try new things. And I feel like we were both like, I don't know, I personally went through a lot of phases in adolescence and I think it speaks volumes to our ability to be adaptive, be shifting, be changing, be allow ourselves to be emergent and different um, and not be so fixed with our definitions of self so that we can, yeah, like continue growing. And then I do think that, yeah, there's a natural like fall off, you know, associated with that. I think with, with friendships and um, I've found that, you know, for me, like quality is so much more important than quantity. And especially with female friendships and like my deep sisters, like I don't have, you know, more than, I don't know, like I have a lot of friends, but like deep, like soul connections and feeling like that sense of remembrance where we come together and there's like another version of us that's like, yo, we're really good. We're really good. Like yeah. we're reminding each other of like who we are and what we've done before. Like stay in it. It's just a different kind of, yeah. So yeah, I love it too. And it just, you know, reflecting on that time, I think with that female friendship wound being so like heightened, especially for me, like I had a really hard time at our high school fitting in. And so meeting you, the sort of other rebel, but you were also really popular in like a really, natural way and not a forced way. And so, you know, you were yourself and people were really drawn to that. And I think that's always been this like common theme. I've met you at so many different like places in your (laughs) evolution. And that thing that stays true is like, you're so confident in who you are. And I think that that can be intimidating for people who maybe, you know, are not. And I just love how you own and really stand in like whatever current evolution you are in. And I'm excited to hear what evolution that is. Cause I don't know, I'm on the edge of my seat. So like fill us in, you do some amazing work. You create these incredible experiences. That is something that 
you know, I also feel has been a really common thread regardless of how or who or what the facilitated experience is. It's this like very transformative and healing experience for people, um, whether it's a workshop or one-on-one. So what are you up to? Um, what are you spending your days doing? What's happening in your world? Wow. So many questions and so many answers and also a lot of space in between. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, I love facilitating groups and I love facilitating one-on-ones. I work predominantly with sound in that regard. Um, sound meditation, facilitation, sound vocal toning, working with the voice, unlocking the voice and finding different ways that we can attune our bodies using the voice. Mm. Um, I will say that like the last two years have opened like a whole new aspect of my being. And it's been an opportunity for me to really walk the walk and like experience how the work I was doing, I was in, um, Brooklyn, New York, I was living in mm-hmm. and facilitating like pretty regularly large groups in New York city. And, you know, the big shifts started happening. And I think for a lot of us, it became a really strong opportunity to kind of like course correct again, find the cause that the rebel can orient toward. So like no longer are we rebels without a cause Like you're a rebel that's oriented toward authenticity. That's why we were drawn together. Like well, how do we find our voice and stay with it and create space to sing it out loud, you know? Um, so yeah, I moved upstate New York about two years ago and started, um, to really hone my relationship with the natural world. I felt for so long, it was something that I was like talking the talk. And I know it's so important to like, you know, be in connection with your lunar cycle and the moon and your, you know, and, and know when it, when the seasonal shifts are happening and, and, and those were like themes more so than like a lived experience. Mm. Um, so yeah, I moved upstate and we started a, um, a permaculture homestead with some friends. So now like full on, like left the city, became a farmer kind of vibe. And it was like, naturally, it's like a total life shift. You sent me like a six minute voice note about that. You're like, so I'm like doing this permaculture farm. I'm like moving upstate. And I'm like, of course, of course. Yeah. Of course. I mean, yeah, it's time, right? It's so it's time. really so that started and then and so slowly my life, the like the city urban like life mm-hmm. landscape was just totally eroding. And I think we see that collectively. I think we see that that landscape is um, and you know, it's not about judgment, it's just about understanding like when systems are organizing to kind of shift. Mm-hmm. So reorienting myself as a again, micro macro, like these kinds of lenses to look through are so important and and empowering when we recognize that how we walk and the way that we orient is part of a larger narrative. Right. And Mm. so, yeah, moving upstate was like a big shift in my life. And then, um, and yeah, so day by day, it's just, it's different. I started writing a lot more. And, um, as you know, I went to go meet my father who I hadn't really known growing up, uh, so I went to meet him a couple of years ago and it just like ignited a whole like fire inside of me of creativity, of writing, of expression, of like giving a voice to the, the young, um, you know, the multiple young voices. We have mm-hmm. so many, the whole symphony, you know, mm-hmm. James um, Fadiman, he's an amazing writer and he, he speaks to the symphony of selves. This book that he wrote is so amazing mm-hmm. around parts work and understanding. So I have so many voices inside, right? Like 
There's inner children that are rebellious. There's inner children that are like very well behaved with good girl syndrome. There's inner children that are just super pure and innocent. And anyhow, finding a space for them all and is something that I'm so devoted to mm-hmm. and listening to their voices and really like harnessing the capacity to generate like inner dialects and know wow. like when my inner world is like speaking which voice and how to commune with that voice and understand the needs and be in that like needs assessment so that I can interface with my outer reality in a way that's actually coherent. So I have a coherent inner world and the symphony is like in harmony and they're not all just like trying to get the microphone. Right. Uh, anyway, so that's like another diatribe that we could go down. But um, what were we speaking to? What do I do on a day-to-day basis? Right now I'm tending and I'm a garden keeper on my friend's beautiful property up here in Hudson. And yeah, just like as a permaculturalist, really just approaching my life, like through the lens of whole system design and I'm writing pretty regularly with a few different teams that are values aligned for me, that that's a big piece of it. Like, how do I continue to hone my craft in my work and find fulfilling work? And that also can allow me to be free in the sense that like, you know, remote work is never something that I thought I would do. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of us are being introduced to that kind of like possibility. And what would that look like? What would that feel like? And, and it's fun. And I get to contribute to the voice, you know, back to the voice, the voice of these brands, you know, and, and yeah. allow for her voice, the voice of our beautiful, beautiful, the place we get to call home right now, you know, find her voice um, into an already existing narrative that might not have her voice present. Mm-hmm. Wow. I mean, there's so much there and how Gemini of you to have all of these voices. Like I classic, I totally like in resonance with that and have also been doing a lot of that work, trying to identify like who has the mic, you know, like who's speaking right now and where is this coming from? Mm -hmm. And it's so interesting. And I just love how open you are to sort of like the evolution of the work, but I, there's two things that I wanted to touch on. And the the first thing, just going back to this like micro macro perspective, I would love for you to just unpack that a little bit more and talk about like this daily vibration that we are emanating as people and sort of like the responsibility we have. And it's so interesting because even though you're writing, you're still talking to me about sound, like the sound of your voice or like, you know, the there's symphony going on. And so you speak in still this like sound vibrational way, even though you're writing. And so I want to sort of start there as like a foundation because you do so much with sound and the vibrations that we carry. And it's just, you have this incredible website, which I'm going to share that explains a lot more about this, but can you just unpack that part a little bit more before I dive into some other things? Absolutely. It's sort of like Hermione's bag, I will say. So unpacking it will be fun. And okay. it will be, you know, level. <laughs> it's kind of like, it's limitless. It's like, yeah. you to think of it as, okay, so micro macro is kind of like, you could look through a microscope to see something so microscopic, right? And then you look through a telescope to go and see the furthest star and in essence like the the feeling that I have is that and I know that this isn't just me this is like a this is a very this is like informed by hermetic principles about universal principles that govern our cosmos it's like 
as within, so without, as above, so below. At every, the way I do one thing is the way I do all things. The way that I, um, the way that I feel while I'm doing something and the way that I'm emanating with what vibration I'm emanating is going to be reflected in the world around me. Mm. And I'm either um, charging my battery and charging my, my instrument, charging my vessel, um, or I'm discharging. And so there's these like polarities that we play with the expansion, contraction, the, the um, it's all of this, it's a polarity dance. Right. And so when I think about the responsibility piece, again, back to permaculture, it's like in a balanced system, we have responsibility and power are equal. Mm. That's equilibrium. Equilibrium is when you have just as much power as you do responsibility. And these things, I think, in our current world are reflected to be a little bit out of balance, right? Those that are the most responsible with our planet aren't given much power. And those who have a lot of power aren't really using it responsibly. I say that with a little bit of value judgment, but I think it's kind of fair. So when we think about personally, because again, I could go down that route, which is a deep, dark alley full of resentment and bitterness and like discord. Right. Um, Or I could go down a route that's like, okay, well, what do I have influence over? What do I have an impact on? And how can I, yes, participate with a larger narrative and participate with impact projects that are doing good in the world and also like have fun and like feel good and like do what feels good and really tap into our, again, like, yeah, I do sound work. And it's also like, this body is an instrument. So when I say I do sound work, it's kind of like, well, every moment of every day, this instrument is telling me whether or not it's in tune, it's functioning at its optimal level in terms of being the magnet, like it's a magnet, it's both an, a magnet and it's an electric device. So it's like, whether I'm giving out the charge that I want to give and share and magnetizing toward me, that which uh, I want to see more of is a test of both patience and, and, uh, and refinement and just like cultivation, like devotion to that cultivation, devotion to the process, devotion to like being okay with the ups and downs and, 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 and whilst also staying committed to the center point and that zero point stillness of like, I will, this is where I am untouchable and like, I'll go there and I'll go there. And this is where I'm untouchable. And getting back home to that place. Yeah. I mean, I think that it's so powerful saying all this and it makes sense, but on like a day-to-day basis, what does that kind of practice look like for you right now? Like whether it's with permaculture or with it, with your writing, like how do you, how are you tuning? Like how, what is a way, you know, for somebody maybe new, maybe not brand new, because I talk a lot about energies and the frequencies we carry. And obviously we all have different ways of talking about ultimately the same thing, but for you as somebody that's like practiced in this and like a living embodiment of this, what's a great way to like start tuning your instrument? Great question. I think, um, voice, obviously I'll be the, you know, proponent to voice toning is so available to us. It's like, tell me more about this because I'm immediately triggered when you say this, because I am not a singer. And have like this childhood wound where my first grade teacher told me to stop singing. And I like 
never sang again. And you can attest, I am super tone deaf. And so that idea, just when you said that, I'm like, well, what else could I do? So talk to me about this. Okay. Yeah. First of all, celebrating your choice and willingness and invitation to get in deeper to something that's triggering to you. So immediately I'm like, well, what else? What else? You got? <laughs> well, no, that's it. I mean, if you want to tone for what it sounds like, then that's not what I'm talking about. Yeah. You could be tone deaf. You could be totally, you know, pitch illiterate. You could, it doesn't, this is not about what it sounds like. This is about how it feels in the body. This is about mm-hmm. creating inner resonance, about creating a familiarity with your own voice, like the vibration that you naturally uh, give out in the world that you are uh, actively creating. So that's the thing. It's like you're creating a, a vibration with your attention that is, in essence, you know, there's many different routes I could go down. I feel like for the left brain oriented listeners and for the part of you who's kind of like, well, tell me like what it's going to do and why it's good for me. There's something called the vagus nerve, which mm-hmm. is technically a group of nerves. And, um, it's fascinating. It wasn't discovered until like 1940, which is basically like yesterday in human history. And, um, prior to that, you know, neurology, anything around the brain was like contained to the skull, right? We just thought, okay, this is the brain. Mm. And with the discovery of this group of nerves, we realized that, oh, the brain's actually connected to all the vital organs in the body in a very, very integral way. And the way that this nerve functions dictates so many things, like literally everything, (laughs) you know, just to sum it up, everything. So, um, so I say that because toning using our voice for a sustained period of time. And I guess, you know, in essence, we could say that we're toning when we're speaking, it's just a very different. And and this is where we start going down a different route. That's more right brain oriented. That's more around the intuitive part of you. That's thinking like, Oh, well, like, yeah, why do monks chant? And like, Mm -hmm. why do singers generally like feel really angelic to be around? Like, what is it about that presence that they have this So there's a toning aspect that happens to this nerve that translates to all sorts of good things, lower heart rate, decreased blood pressure, increased blood flow to the brain, like relaxed muscles, like basically just like lots of good stuff. So we tone the nerve and, and that does great things for the body. Um, And then how that translates again, the instrument is telling the inner world, like now the brain is like, oh, I'm like chill. Like, okay, Mm -hmm. so now I can now the cognitive apparatus can function in a different way because I'm no longer having to zip zap around thinking that I'm not safe or that that trigger was because of that wound and and it gets so fast, so quick. And we start to like create these snowballs inside. So yeah, I think that that is one toning for sure. Um, And I would say again, like, yeah, we don't have to be, um, it's basically just creating sound when you exhale and like, yeah. For me, I, I work through the system of the whole body and it's associated yeah. with the energy center. So we tone each one. And this is like standing on the shoulders of Eastern energy medicine, where each of the body's energy centers is associated with a different frequency naturally. Yeah. Like the body is the cosmos. Mm. Each, each organ is associated with the planetary body. It's like, why is it? You know, how is it? How is it? 
that we've been that creation is creating and, and creation also created this beautifully comprehensively corresponding system mm-hmm. and so through the lens of whole system design we see that oh I have so many avenues that I could take to um invite this kind of thing into my life I could you know it's as simple as ha you know I'm like that's like a that that's a I can life. do okay yeah now that you're talking about it, I'm like, oh, I do this all day yeah, because I talk all day, but that's different. It's different. Intentionality is different. Intentionality is different. And when I get really quiet and like think about, especially right now, my listeners know that I'm pregnant and my baby can hear me. Yeah. So this is adding a whole element, not only of the vibration of the, of the sound of my voice, but like you said, how my nervous system is functioning, knowing that like she's experiencing that right now. And so I almost have this real witness that I'm really sometimes, you know, what I'm trying to say is without this witness of this like fetus that I'm here to like above all provide for and take care of, I maybe wouldn't have the same sort of like love for my body or self, or it would go like, a second thought, but now because I like, know she can hear me and I know my nervous system does not typically run in the parasympathetic, in the parasympathetic state every day is how do I get there? Yeah. And sighing, like all I do with this pregnancy is moan and sigh. And with the nausea, sometimes it's the only thing that helps. Like there's a relief that comes in that exhale, in that sigh, in that vibration. And it's funny listening to you talk about that. Cause I'm like, that's what's happening. I'm toning. Yeah. You're toning. But I just wasn't like, you know, putting that together as like a way it's, it's, it's a way of self-soothing. It's self-soothing. It's exactly right. And it's creating. So what you're doing is you're discharging. And that's, what's so important about the sustained bit of the practice, because what, what is first charged and what has brought you to into the moaning and into the expression through voice is more often than not something that's been triggering, frustrating or whatever. Right. And so the first few rounds are going to be charged. There's going to be an energetic charge that doesn't feel safe. that doesn't feel good. It feel, you know, it might feel good in the sense, like at the end, it feels good, but it doesn't feel good to do it necessarily. Like you're doing it as a means to an end, like feel better as opposed to like once you, and so once you start sustaining it and you keep going and you keep going, it's like, oh, wow. Like now this feels so different in the body. Mm-hmm. Now this doesn't feel like it's like a, like a, uh, it's more of a, uh, and it becomes more neutral, neutral, just very neutral. And then there's yeah. no charge there. And then it's like, oh, and then your body's like, oh, that's what I sound like when I just am okay. Like yeah. when things are good. And then you can get there so much faster. Cause again, you're just anchoring into that. Um, it's like you're in training and training. It, there's a Brit, there's a, yeah, a beautiful way that, that doing this helps our brain waves to syncopate to what is our, our own voice and our own vibration. So I love that. And your baby's going to be, yeah, super excited to hear you when she comes out and be like, Oh, wow, it's you. <laughs> Isn't that so weird. I mean, that honestly is something that I've been thinking about. So like she can hear me and it's funny because I'm so aware of my guides and I'm so aware of like my soul body and like that I'm not alone ever, 
And there's always a witness, right? But to have this like really crazy, weird attachment to this fetus that I don't know, that is not conscious and looking at it, you know, what, what's, what's, this is all bringing me back to is this animalistic, more like primal body that feels like when I'm moaning, when I'm sighing, like I'm almost like surrendering to my primal body. I'm like surrendering to this like non thinking state. And I feel that the shift that I'm in right now and that you're experiencing moving up to upstate and like being with the land, like there's a huge calling for me to be with the earth, with nature, with animals, um, more than ever. And just like remembering the wisdom of my animal body Mm -hmm. during this time. And like, what better way to do that than like with sound and like with my own vibration. So even like talking about it, I'm like noticing my vibration changing. Yeah. And it's just like such powerful work. And then I think for a lot of us listening, it's like, okay, but like, fine, this is awesome. I'm in the dark room. Perfect example. I'm in the dark room of acupuncture about an hour ago, channeling you like in such a receptive state, sighing my brains out, you know, just like in it. And then I get a text and I see something that pisses me off. And my, the hard place for me is like, it's so easy to remember that state, but it's so easy to forget. And like how, as like these high functioning sort of people in society now, can we get back to that place more and more like throughout our day? Because it's definitely possible. And you're sort of a walking example of that, but like for people who can't move upstate, you know, or, or, or don't have that because you and I have always had such we've, we've created a lot of freedom for ourselves, um, in the way that we live and the way that we work. But I think that this is possible. And what I love about what you're sharing is like, this is something that somebody could start to integrate right now today. Totally right now, today, when you get that text that pisses you off, that's the choice of freedom. Mm. Like again, micro macro, like we are, we're finding the smallest fulcrums that are key for change. The smallest choices that see nothing is insignificant. Nothing is insignificant in the eyes of creation. Nothing is insignificant. The smallest choice makes the biggest ripples. These, we think we have to make these big things like, oh, I have to, no, like the biggest shifts can happen from the tiniest little, oh, just this one little screw just needs to So I think that, yeah, that this is something that's accessible to everyone. I think that um, discharging, understanding when you've discharged sufficient enough that you can start getting back to ground zero again, Mm. um, back to your still point is key. I love what you were saying, what you were speaking to with the animal body. And I also think that it's so important to be able to descend and like, like, there was so much hype around like ascension, ascension. And it's like, yeah, that's great. And also like, come back down. Yeah. Like you already woke up. You're good. We all woke up. We're good. Like now we have to come back down to reality. Give thanks for this beautiful earth and like orient ourselves toward doing better on this earth as humans, as a species. And, or we're just going to get flicked off. Like, she's just going to be like, bye-bye. You try like, no. So I think that, yeah, the small let me zoom back into where we were. So I feel like the key, the keys to change those small little fulcrums 
happen in inertia, patterns of inertia, where we like always react the same way. Oh, that irritating thing happened. So this is how I'm going to react to it. That's the slippery slope where we just continue churning in the same way. So how can we find what seems like a really small thing to like, oh, I could like react differently in this moment. What a concept. What a concept. My body might not. And that's fair. But like part of my brain, part of my brain feels like maybe I could choose to like take a couple deep sighs of relief and just pretend like I'm okay. And to, you know, fake it till you make it. Kind of Until you are. Because you are. when I started yeah. this podcast with you, I was three minutes late, totally disheveled from this text that threw me off. And I had a reaction as I tend to. And made the choice to be like, I need to end like this phone call. Emily sauces, like that's where I want to be present. And slowly it took me a few minutes, but I got here and I'm like fully here. And that situation isn't here. And I'm thinking about the vibration I'm like emanating. And I think so much of it just comes back to like the awareness of self in the moment. And it's very basic work if you're new to like meditating or mindfulness, but usually that's where you start, right? It's just, where's my brain going? Yeah. And what am I thinking? And how does my body react to that? And it's one thing to know, okay, my body, when I, for me, I have these like righteous morals, integrity, authenticity, accountability, right? We all have them. Mm -hmm. And when that gets thrown off, then I have this reaction and I'm aware of that. But the next step, the deeper step is what you're talking about here, which is like, okay, we know this is how we react. This is our typical response pattern. And yet we have a freedom. We have the choice to respond differently in that moment. And we have the tools, like the tools that you use are not like some far off luxury, bougie retreat. It's in your own breath and it's in your own body and it's in your own sound, which I find so beautiful because so many people are, or so many tools ask us to look outside, Mm -hmm. outside of ourselves, our inner knowing our inner voice. And I just think that it's so fascinating to do and to remember and bring back to on a, like a regular day-to-day micro level and remember those little actions and, you know, those little energies. And I think for me, when I do react like that, I'm like mad. I'm like, I was in my parasympathetic. That's where, well, that's not about to start. I know. I know. Yeah. Like I was so glad. Got to, I know. I was feeling so good. God damn it. Like, I know. But that's the, and that's the, yeah. that's the dangerous part. You know, it's like, it's one thing to have these tools and to understand it cognitively and to get it, like to really get it and really grok what this is and to know what it feels like to be balanced and to know what it feels like to be off the handle and know what it takes to get from point A to point B and back to the center. It's another altogether to start to really um, bring the sandpaper of your love to the part of you that starts judging mm-hmm. when you do go off. It's like, it's not about that I've gone off. Okay, I've gone off. But which way did I go? Like, that's where I'm more curious. I, I feel like I'm like, but which way did I go? And what, what sign, what detour did I take? Like, what exit sign off my highway did I take? If I'm like in a car, if this is my vehicle and I'm driving the car, all of a sudden I find that I'm like in some, you know, the deep dark valley of my consciousness spinning in circles with my tires in the mud, like bitching about some other situation that I can't, don't have control over. 
I'm like, wait, what was the route I took here? And what was the sign that brought me? Because that is more useful information than meaning like, how did you get your tires in the mud? Like, you know, that friend where you like, you get stuck in a car situation in a snafu and you're like, how did this, how? like, what are we going to do? Like, and it's just like, fuck, like, it's not helpful. It's not helpful. Like what is helpful is understanding like what led us here. Yeah. How do we get out of it? Mm-hmm. Let's just keep it clean. Amputate if we have to, like, you know, and that's, what's very, and that's the, you know, the, the, the masculine energy, you know, a lot of these, a lot of what we're speaking to are like the feminine receptivity of understanding, listening, listening to the body. When do I start like going off track, listening with all of the parts of us, you know, and then coming back in with that masculinity, no, 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 I'm going this way. We're going this way. Everyone let's go. Like pack up your, let's go. Like we don't need it that. It takes both. You know, it takes both. So we have to have both. And, um, and like cultivating them, knowing which one's driving and right. That's an yeah, important. I talk about that. that a lot in business and it's funny because I'm always thinking through that lens or filter, but in general, that blending of the masculine and the feminine, I think is so important right now. And as you were speaking, I was like, she's so eloquent with this because she's like giving us like scientific, almost like, you know, that that side of the brain, like type of explanation, but then is helping us like drop right into the intuitive set. Like it, it, you go back and forth so seamlessly. And that's, what's really required when I'm talking to somebody that's like two in their feminine, I don't feel grounded in like, well, what do I do now? You know, like, well, I need a tangible action here because I operate mostly out of the masculine. So I want to be able to like take action once I have that intuitive knowing, like once I have that intuitive, like deep wisdom and understanding the masculine side is what actually like allows us to like do the thing. Right. But the feminine side is directing where that thing is going. Mm. So it's one thing to take action, but it's another thing to have the capacity to know where to go. Yeah. And, you know, in hermetic sciences, they speak a lot to like the masculine is the head of the body and the feminine is the neck. The feminine is like, Oh, I'm this way, no, this way. And it's like this course correction based on listening, based on, um, yeah, like radical, radical listening, you know, and, and thank you for that reflection. I feel like, you know, training and, you know, there's just been so many key life experiences that have impacted and and influenced the way that I see and express and, um, you know, nonviolent communication, like, you know, um, radical listening training, like working with groups of indigenous elders that are just so humble in the way that they speak and yet mm-hmm. so precise, yeah. you know, and like really like carrying that blade so strongly and, and almost saying more without saying anything at all. And mm-hmm. just having such a refinement of the, of their, of their, yeah, their instrument. So having, yeah, having both of those, you know, and it's, it's, it's um, one of my teachers speaks to like the difference between um, masculine and feminine being you know, again, this is about energetics, right? This is about yeah. gender. This is about energetics. Everyone has this. Yes. Everyone has both of these. Yes. Um, every human being has both. And this is a, this is a sacred polarity that we need to, we need to be able to have in tandem with the larger conversation around gender. We need to be able to have a conversation that acknowledges that both of these energetics exist in each human being. And they're around like the capacity, the feminine, the capacity to hold the capacity to see the capacity to listen, the capacity to 
to just like, yeah, be fluid. And, and you can have those conversations where it's like, nothing's, it's just kind of formless. Yeah. And like really juicy. Which is really hard for me sometimes. Juicy, juicy. I know yeah. sometimes, I know. And then the other one can be hard for me, which is like right. competence. Yeah. Which is like precision, direction, erection, like focused energy. And I got that's- you. I got you there. You know? you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's why I think that's why we get along yeah. so well. Because we're also like so too. the Gemini twins. And then yeah. you also just like, you balance me out. You bring out my masculine. Yeah. And you take me down to that like intuitive feminine place. I mean, the times that we get to hang out are just spent doing exactly this. And so this was my plan for this episode was just to drop in because the wisdom that you share and the magic that comes out of two Gemini's like having a radically honest conversation, but now we have a cause (laughs) and I love coming back to like us in the car and even you sending me some songs that we used to play were like actually really profound. We just like weren't really there yet. It was almost like our friendship was like this soul contract and we were way ahead of our time. And I feel like now it's like, oh, that makes so much sense. And what you're doing makes so much sense. And I think there's such a beauty in the evolution and the change, but also to see you now and still be able to see that 16 year old because like, there's still that there's, it's still you. And it makes so much sense that this is who you are. But also when we were 16, we would have been like, wait, we're going to be doing what, you know? And the last thing I want to end on, cause I feel like we could talk about this for so long. And I think we should just like have regular check-ins. Cause I don't know about you guys, but whenever I hear what Emily's up to, I'm like, okay, <laughs> like this just upped my frequency or vibration, you know, this conversation or learning about, you know, this type of work in the world, because specifically with a lot of the sound work, I didn't know so much of that until you shared it with me. Um, but the descension idea, because talk about being rebellious here, everyone's talking about ascension and here you are saying we need to descend and that down to earth y'all. Yes. And that resonates with me so deeply. So like, I would love to end on just the importance of coming back down to earth. And for so many of us, myself included, I like very much float away and I've, it's very easy for me. I'm Aquarius rising to like be future focused, alien focused, ethereal, celestial, all of these things, which have had such a profound impact on my life. But I really feel the calling to be grounded, like in the earth right now. And I don't really know what that looks like, but I feel like you're doing it. So I would just like to to talk a little bit more about this idea and like the importance of it, because I haven't heard anyone talk about it. Like you are beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. This is so important. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm like, let's just circle back. Let's to just back. like, yeah, let's just like get into the juicy golden nugget of that experience and how, how we can widen the on-ramp for so many more people mm-hmm. to not only have access to those tools to feel more grounded, but also like just even want to, like that's key. Um, there's so much dissociation that's happening. There's so much like out of, you know, out of body and not in that kind of good kind of way, but like out of body and like a really just like scary way. So yeah, for me, I think, well, first I want to, um, I want to enter into that. to my answer to that prompt by acknowledging what two things that you brought up. You said one thing you said, um, you bring me down to that feminine place 
Mm. That I found very interesting wording, right? So when we have the, 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 the polarity of, uh, of electricity and magnetism, like the love, the love of the feminine is down, right? It's on the bottom. Deep. And yeah. yet we have the spiritual quest toward up, 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 light, 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 light. And it's like, wait, hang on. We have totally stigmatized the darkness. And I'm not going to get into why. It's just like one of those things that like, these are principles of, these are universal principles. So then to come in, through the universe, down, da, 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 down into our planet that we call it not ours, but we are, her, we are hers. This is the planet that we call home right now. Trust me, we can go celestial all day long. I am not from here. I chose to incarnate in this lifetime. And we I am are here not least, from um, here, but for the purpose yeah. of this conversation, we're coming down. <laughs> I'm coming down for this conversation. So what is of earth? right? The elementals are our allies here. We really need to work with the elements, understand the elements, understand how the elements express in our bodies. We can, we can look into the science of Ayurveda and, and, and understand Ayurveda perspective. Um, the Ayurvedic sciences can help us to understand the way that the elements are expressing into our, in our bodies. So, um, so that helps. Um, and so then we are, are going to apply that awareness to our everyday experiences. Like when, when moments feel really sluggish and like, like kind of slow and, and muddy, maybe too much earth, too much like um, hard earth, slower, and maybe too much um, water, you know, like muddy. And, and so then, so then I would think, okay, I need to, go for a run and feel the wind on my face, or I need to light a fire. I need to like burn it away. I need to write down what's frustrating me and burn it, burn it. Like just kind of getting into a rhythm of like being in communication with the elements has been such a key aspect of grounding for me because, and that doesn't mean like, yes, go get barefoot and put your feet on the earth. But if you're thinking about like all your troubles the entire time, like at the end of the day, like we got to find other instruments too. So yeah. So being being grounded at or on earth doesn't mean that you have to be in the mud. And I Mm -hmm. like that you're saying you're making that, you know, discrepant, you know, the difference there, because I think that's what a a lot of people would assume. And, and what I assume, because it's what I need, but not everybody needs that. Like, I literally need to be like under the mud because I have so much like that to me is like the most healing thing right now. And I'm like having these visualizations where I'm actually like getting like pulled deeper down into the earth and like columns of the earth are like coming up around me and I'm like deep in it. And it's what I personally need, but my, I can tell you, like I, my employee, Krista, she has so much fire in order to be grounded, needs that run, needs that win in her face, like needs that level of like discharge going back to what you were talking about before so that she can come back to zero. So I really like the idea and the concept of just using the elements and being in communication with the elements as our allies, because again, we have these tools, like we have them right here and we're needed here. And I think to be here and to be of the earth right now just feels really almost like a huge exhale in a, a lot of ways. Exhale. Yeah. So relieving. Yeah. Then we're not going to find, we're not going to seeking, seeking like, no. Well, and we're we chose here. to be here. Like you said, yeah. <clears throat> regardless of where you're from, 
like we're here now and the earth needs us now. And like that partnership needs to happen now. And you're living that and continuing to evolve how you're living that. But that being like sort of your main purpose is like that vibration that you're emanating. And right now, like the earth clearly, you know, is in need of that vibration and that good vibe. So I'm just like, so grateful you said that because I think, you know, I have a lot of spiritual teachers and just friends, and there's so much talk about Ascension right now. Um, and even when I first got pregnant, my Reiki master was like, you need to be in your body. You need to be here. Like you need to be here. You need to be in your body. And then the joke and the Leela of this pregnancy is I couldn't be any more in my body because I am reminded that I am in a body every hour of every minute of every day. Like I have this like constant gift that's like, oh, you're here. Like you're here and you're in this body now and you need to be in your body in order to like play this role well, which is pregnant lady that I'm playing in order to play that role that I'm in. I know how you talk about these evolutions and these changes. And for me, it's like the roles that I'm playing. And like, that goes back to my spiritual practice. Like, well, what role am I being called to play? Well, because that's what it is. It's like a costume I'm trying on, but I do feel like my karma and our karma is to play that role really well. And so that's the role I've been asked to play right now. And so like, how do I do that to the absolute best of my ability? It means rest. It means come home to myself. It means have conversations like this instead of having a conversation about Ascension and 5D, which is very interesting, but it's not necessarily what feels in resonance to my experience right now. And so I'm just so grateful that you brought that up in such an eloquent way. <laughs> well, babe, yeah, it's the medicine and we it's have our own medicine. medicine. We have our own medicine. It's so accessible to us. I so like see you in, you've always been that very like active theatrical, like every role, you know, possible. And then it's also like celebrating the part of you that fucking just gets naked and go lays in the mud. Like, mm know and so it's like yes I wish the other day was like I literally envision you like I feel like you need to be like face down on the ground and I was like I feel that <laughs> I feel that yeah so, so maybe make a space and 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 create a space for your belly yeah in the earth somewhere I don't know you know even if it's the beach you could use sand yeah. and create a and just go lay in her and you know yeah that would feel oh my gosh that would feel really so good. Anyway, I just feel like we could talk for so long and I feel like this was just like a sort of like a teaser reel to the world of Emily sauce and like the wisdom that you have to share. And I just feel like you've become, you've been a student for so long and I know you see yourself that way. Um, and that's what makes you so humble and amazing. But in my world, you've become the expert and like the bridge in the work that you're doing, because you can speak it eloquently and you can switch right brain, left brain and masculine feminine. And so it's just going to continue to carry you. And I'm grateful to see 
when we drop in next, what is happening in your world and what you're doing. But in the meantime, for people who are interested in learning more, you have weekly classes. I mean, people can find you now on your website. Finally, Um, she has an amazing website. So just give us like the calls to actions. If people are curious and wanting to learn more from you. Cool. Calls to action include, yeah, check out my website. Krista has been a very key component to getting that off the ground. Um, I know a lot of people can resonate with that, you know, just whatever it is, whatever it is, it gets in the way from us. You know, I don't think it was always safe for us to share in the ways that we are being called to share. So I'm here to remind us all that it's time. Um, the time is now, now's the time and, um, music to my ears to hear, you know, it's time. Yeah. It's time for us to open source this and share it. So yeah, check out my website. If you are um, interested in practicing, I do one-on-ones, I do groups, I do virtual sessions. I'm based in New York. Um, I've been, um, for many years now creating like contemplative content, sound meditative content for different apps and like you know, teams and, um, things like that. So that's an option. Um, calls to action also include, I'm writing within a really exciting team right now. Mm. It's kind of sitting at the intersection of, um, like web three decentralized living basically and real estate and, um, impact. Uh, so we're creating, we need to talk offline. We need to talk. This is a whole nother conversation. Yeah. It's a very exciting conversation and it's looking through the lens of regeneration and how regeneration isn't bound to agriculture, which a lot of people I think, think it is. So we can look at the regenerative landscape as one that has like a wheel that has many spokes. Um, so mm-hmm. the financial system, so they just, these guys are just absolute geniuses. They're like the Shiva that, you know, the Shiva created this structure and now they like invited all these incredible, incredible women. I'm on this team. It's just like fully like, just it's the embodiment of like what a team of what I feel like I want a team to be. And I feel oh, so proud in my so heart. Happy for that you. I like want yeah. to share that project because yeah, it's like far and wide It's called cohere network. And if you want to check it out, it's cohere.network. And we just launched a, uh, an equity crowdfund campaign, which is super exciting. Um, That's huge. It's huge. And then if you're ever in New York and you want to host a retreat, True North is the land that I'm working on and it's incredible and it's a beautiful, beautiful space for transformation. It's an incredible, incredible house that sleeps down 15 people in beautiful mm-hmm. option for you. If you are um, a retreat host and you want a, an amazing place upstate that has a beautiful garden tended by me and some sound um, healing, by and you. Some sound healing, exactly. And you yeah. also want to get your hands in the mud. Like let's go. Let's do it. So, yeah. It's been such a treasure, such a treat, such a like deep honor to tap into our 16 year old selves, our current selves and our future self. My future self is like, yes, they're all get they're it. All like, here. They're all here. They're all here. I mean, seeing you involved in like web three in such an um, intentional way, just like gives me so much hope. It's something that I'm, you know, really in talking about and thinking about a lot yeah. right now is the future. It's and, happening. Yeah. It's here. Like, and if, if we're not going to sculpt it with them, 
it's going to be the same. That is the thing I had on my witchy business call, Stacey Engel, who you all know on this podcast talks about the importance for the feminine to lean into web three and crypto and be involved in the conversation because it's here and it's heavily male dominated at this time. So it just makes me so happy that someone like you is there. I'm like, yes, get in there and make it happen. I'm so happy for you. I'm so proud of you. And I really am excited for this conversation because you can just be all of the things. And I think you've always been such a powerful reminder of that to just like, listen to the calling of the deep feminine wisdom and then like take action, move upstate, like launch the thing, host the thing, collab on the thing. And it's just so fun to drop in and hear where your heart is and what you're up to. So I love you so much. I love you so much, Krista. My Gemini sister forever. We're stuck for this <laughs> lifetime and many more, I think, together. Yeah, many more. We've definitely, yeah, we've done this before for sure. Yeah. So for everyone listening, this was such a beautiful episode. I knew I wanted to talk to Emily and I just didn't know in what capacity, but as I was meditating about it today, I just was like, something will come through and so much came through. So thank you for your wisdom. Thank you for sharing for everyone listening. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And until next time, keep growing. 